The Healthy Golf Podcast, episode 47, with your host, Joe Orbicheski. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. If this is your first time joining, thank you for joining and taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I am your host, Joe Orbicheski, and if you are a returning listener, as always, I am forever grateful for you taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast as well, and also thank you for returning. We are now officially in the month of April, and here in Maine, there is no more snow on the ground. It's a beautiful thing to see some grass again. It is quite wet, though. Uh, I believe I'm also judged on that because it's a rainy day here today, but it has been just generally overall wet still from all the snow that we had on the ground that's still kind of soaking the dirt and everything underneath that. But with all that being said, there are some golf courses opening back up in the area. Most of them are planning on opening around this weekend and if not this weekend, around next weekend. And that just means it's time to get back out there, start swinging the clubs, hitting some balls. And I don't know about you, but the Masters is on in uh, less than two weeks at this point now. And I'm getting pretty hyped to get out there and go play some golf, enjoy some friends and family, and just be able to be outside and enjoy the weather and enjoy nature at the same time. So hopefully, if you are not playing just yet or haven't been able to, I hope that you're getting excited and getting ready for the season to start. Now, this episode, again, is a solo episode of just myself. I'm not interviewing anybody. And since we are just about to start the season, I wanted to talk about what you can do to knock off the rust from the winter, especially if you haven't been playing like myself, um, what you can do to knock off the rust from the winter and make sure that you're not wasting time when you start the season. Now, of course, there are some things that you're going to have to work on, you know, dial in your game, especially if you haven't been working on anything over this off season. But let's see if we can speed that up and really give you some things to think about and work on as the season is starting and getting underway. Now, I will say that I don't have any specific things to work on In terms of your swing, obviously, I'm not a swing coach. That is not my area of expertise. I understand the swing, but I am not one to give you swing tips and help you with your swing. Also, I don't really know what your swing is like. And so that leads me to my first tip, which is go get assessed by a golf professional. I always say that getting assessed is one of the best things that you can do because they are the expert at what they do, right? You wouldn't go to an accountant who specialized in corporate taxes for your personal taxes. You would go to an accountant who specialized in personal taxes, right? Now, the corporate accountant may know how to do personal taxes, but if he's doing 
corporate taxes all day, day in and day out, odds are that he's not going to be as good or miss some things that the person who does personal taxes day in and day out that will not miss, right? So that's going to be one of the best things that you can do because if you haven't gotten a lesson or you've never gotten assessed by a swing professional, they are going to be helping you, you know, take a look at your swing, see what they can do to adjust your swing and make better. And obviously each swing coach is going to have their own different philosophy and techniques of what they like to work on and do. Go ahead and see if there's some recommendations in your area or even online now that you can get some lessons as well. You know, find someone that you believe, trust in, or someone that was recommended to you. And this may take a little bit of time, but you know, once you find that right person that you jive with, it's going to be really helpful and can make the world of a difference in your game. And from that standpoint, you know, the technical side of the swing, that's where you can make some of those really minute changes and your swing can change drastically. Again, I'm not the swing expert whatsoever, but go ahead and reach out to some people in your area. Ask some of your buddies for recommendations or ask people at your club for some recommendations. And I'm sure they have some uh, in their back pocket that they would be willing to uh, recommend to you. And I would go ahead and take them up on that. And that is the first thing to help helping knock off the rust. Now we're going to go into some more things that are a little bit more in my wheelhouse and then just some general things to think about as well as you're going back to playing uh, the season. So the first thing that you should take a look at is your mobility. Now hopefully you've been working on mobility, your strength, your speed, your power, all of those things over the past few months during this winter when you really couldn't play as much or play at all. And hopefully you're in a good spot for when the season starts that you have, you know, improved your mobility, have improved your strength, have improved your swing speed and have improved your power. If you'd have, that's great. Now, we still need to know potentially where you are in terms of your mobility. I would say that's the first thing to look at because when mobility is not where it needs to be, everything else is going to suffer or can suffer, let's say that. So top three areas I would recommend you checking are going to be your mid-back, your thoracic region that includes your spine, your rib cage, and all of those muscles around that area. The next area is going to be the hips and the pelvis. You really want to make sure that you have enough mobility in that region as well. And then last but not least, definitely want to take a look at the shoulders. Now, it's going to be hard for me to tell you how to test yourself and what to do to test yourself, but I have put together a free self-assessment guide that will take you through some videos of how to test yourself, what is passing and what is not passing. And then from there, you're going to get subsequent emails based on what you did or did not pass. And you will give be given some suggestions of exercises and kind of processes to do to help improve your mobility in any of those areas that you did not pass. So the link to grab that guide and self-assessment is going to be in the show notes As always, if you do not have access to the show notes, you can send me an email at joe, J-O-E, at puredrivephysio.com. That's P-U-R-E-D-R-I-V-E-P-H-Y-S-I-O.com. And I will definitely get back to you, and so you can get that 
uh, self-assessment guide. Now, if you have been working on things over the off-season, that's great. Usually a lot of times, though, I will say that this is me included, include, and this even goes for working on your golf game, that a lot of times when we practice and do things or work on things, we work on things that we're really good at already because we don't want to work on things that we're not the greatest at because it's frustrating, it's hard, we fail, and that can really mess with our mind. We don't want to spend those times doing that, right? It's, it's not really a good feeling when you're struggling to get better at something or when you're failing and you're just not seeing much progress or anything. And that goes for the gym, golf, anything in life, right? But the weaknesses are where we need to really focus on, especially when it comes to the gym, the mobility. Because if you're really strong, say, in your back squat, but you're really weak in your upper body, say, chest, right? And we know that chest is high, chest strength, uh, most particularly like a one rep max bench press is highly correlated with increased swing speeds. Um, so if, if we know that you're working more on your back squat and getting stronger at that, you better be working at getting stronger in your chest as well. Because if you're not spending the time to work on that or programming that yourself or have been assessed by a professional to kind of look at, see where you need to work on, it's going to be really hard for you to make progress, and odds are you're probably not programming enough of your weaknesses versus your strengths. So another thing that I would recommend is you know taking a look and see where your weaknesses are and have you been working on them enough. And again, this goes for the golf game as well, right? I would probably say, like most people, a lot of us aren't probably could be better at the short game. But sometimes it's really hard to work on the short game. Maybe you don't have an area to work at or something along those lines, and that's a different story, right? But there are other things that you can still work on, even without a short game hitting area or anything like that, to still improve your game to really make sure that when you come out this season that you're playing better. Now, another thing that I want to make sure, this is going to be a little bit more general, if you haven't been hitting balls or you know playing in a simulator or anything like that over the winter, there's nothing like hitting a golf ball and playing golf just as like you can do as much conditioning and working out, preparing for golf just like you could for any other sport, but there's nothing that replicates playing that sport like actually doing it, right? So same thing would happen with, say, basketball or soccer or baseball. Nothing's You can prepare all you want and practice, condition, workout, and all those things are going to be helpful, but there's nothing that's going to replicate the actual sport itself than doing it. So when you get back to playing golf, it's going to be a little bit different despite how much you've been pre preparing this off season, and that's okay. But when you get back to hitting balls, you know, if it's a really nice day, you're going to the range, it's your first day back, you're really excited, you can't wait to work on a lot of things, don't go and hit 250 to 300 balls, right? That's going to be a recipe for disaster. Start off with a small bucket of balls. Start off with 50 balls. Take your time. Don't speed through them. The balls aren't going anywhere. There's going to be more at the range when you return the next time. Because even though you've been working on your swing or working on your body and conditioning and preparing for the season 
And if you haven't been swinging and hitting a ball, you're going to put a lot of stress on your body. If you've been working out and doing all those things, it's going to be a little bit more adapted for this new stress that you haven't put put it under in the past three to five months, right? So with that being said, when you go ahead and pound 250 to 300 balls in, let's just say, an hour and a half to two hours, your body's probably going to be sore later. And then you're not going to be able to practice, maybe not even be able to go to the gym because you're just too sore from hitting so many balls. In fact, you may even put yourself at risk or a higher risk for injury based on just doing that. Again, it's you're increasing your load way too quickly than your body is ready for. So that would be my next recommendation is ease back into hitting balls. Don't hit five big buckets. Hit one small bucket or hit one large bucket and then work your way back into it. Don't go 100 really quickly, okay? Same thing goes, I always tell this to people when they're running and they want to run and they tell me that they're used to running a mile and now they want to run a half marathon. And so the next day they come in and they see me and they tell me that they're really sore, they're in a lot of pain and I ask them, well, what's different? Well, I went for a run. Well, how far did you go for? Well, I ran for 10 miles. Well, what was the longest you were running for before? Remind me. Oh, it was one mile? Okay, you just jumped nine miles pretty quickly. Odds are your body is not prepared and ready to make that jump. Same thing goes for hitting golf balls, okay? Especially if you've not been hitting or swinging at all this offseason. Now, my next suggestion is, and this may be a little tough depending on the area, and if you know the ranges are ready or even if they have a grass area to hit off of, but when able to, try to hit off of a grass area. Mats are great, but they do not give, right? They send a lot of vibration into the club, which goes up into your hands and wrists and your forearms. And again, if you do not have or haven't been working on your strength and kind of just overall durability of your body, That repeated hitting, especially if you're hitting a lot of balls and you're repeatedly hitting off of a mat, the mat, again, does not give like the ground does. So, again, you're sending a lot of vibrations up the club and into your hands and upper body. That's getting absorbed by all of your bones, tendons, muscles, all of those things. And if your body cannot withstand, oh, excuse me for one second, Alexa, please stop. Sorry, an alarm just went off. Um, but I go back, if, if you cannot go ahead and absorb all that force and that vibration that you're getting from the mat and you're repeatedly hitting balls, pounding them, pounding them, pounding them. And even if it's not a lot at once, but if you do this every day, every day, every day, you're putting a lot of force and stress on your body, particularly a lot of the soft tissues and the joints and the bones in your hands, in your wrist, in your elbow that are getting the brunt of all of those vibrations and forces. And that could be, you know, really detrimental if you injure yourself at your wrist or somewhere in your hand or even your elbow, that can really affect your golf game, right? So when you're able to, make sure that you're hitting off of grass. And then last but not least, I'm totally biased with this, and this goes back again to almost the first uh, tip when I talked about getting assessed by a golf professional, 
get assessed by another professional who can look at your body and really help you work on what you need to work on for this season. If you've been working out this off season and it was a self-directed program, again, that's great. I'm super proud of you for doing that, but you always aren't programming or doing the things that are best or right for you. And that's why at least getting assessed and talking with a professional can be one of the best things to see if you were doing the right thing and seeing where you stand now, right? And they can help guide and make a program to help you continue to progress as the season goes on. Now, let's say you didn't work out or do anything at all this offseason to prepare for this upcoming season. Totally okay. You can always make improvements. You're not going to make as fast of improvements as you would in the offseason or when you're not able to play golf, you can spend and dedicate a little bit more time to working out, working on your mobility and all those different things. Obviously, in-season, plus it's getting nicer out. People are going places and doing things and all those things, right? You're going to have less time to spend to work on your mobility and working out and doing those things. But it's going to be still really important to kind of, one, again, get an idea of where you're at. And if we can start or if you can start to improve your mobility, get a little bit stronger, get a little bit more powerful and get more fast and get more swing speed, it's going to be really beneficial throughout the season because then you're going to be able to maintain your energy and at least not lose any more mobility or strength or power or swing speed throughout the duration of the season. So you'll at least be able to hopefully maintain, if not improve, as the season progresses. That'll put you in a really good spot come next off season. But two, it will also help to reduce your risk for any injury that you may sustain during the golf season. Now, of course, there are always those really out of the blue, nothing that anyone can do kind of situations where you hit a ball, you didn't know a tree root was there or something like that, and you really you know, jam your wrist or your elbow or something like that. Those are kind of one-off occurrences. But again, the golf swing is very repetitive, and we know that repetitive movements over time when your body is not ready to sustain all of those repetitive forces and strains and stresses, that things start to not really like that and they get start to get angry and you can, again, result or have some pain or an injury or something along those lines, which in the end is not really the greatest because that just stops you from playing golf and doing other things in your life that you enjoy. So having someone that you can rely on throughout the season, maybe to check in regularly, monthly, bi-monthly, any of those things, and at least have a program, again, like I said, that can at least help you maintain, if not make progress throughout the season, can be a really great thing. So with that being said, those are all of my tips for helping you knock off the rust and really get ready for this upcoming golf season, especially if you haven't started golfing just yet, just like myself. But hopefully this was helpful. As always, I am super grateful for you taking the time out of your day to download and to listen to me just yammer into a mic. If you really have the time, and it would be really helpful if you could subscribe to the show, whether you listen to the show on Apple, on Google, on Amazon, on Spotify, whatever it may be, if you could subscribe and again on any of those 
uh, platforms if you could leave a review. That is very, very helpful for the show, and it really just helps us get more seen by people and really bumps up the show. So when people search for golf or health or whatever it may be, the show gets bumped up a little bit more so people can go ahead and really see our show and really just be helpful so they can live a healthy and happy life, but also get better at golf, which I know is what we all really want. So if you really have the time to go ahead and please do that, it would mean the world to me if if you could just go ahead and take two to five minutes and subscribe, leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. But let's go ahead and officially wrap this episode up. If you want that self-assessment guide, go ahead and hit that into the show notes. If you don't have access to the show notes, go ahead and send me an email again. That's joe at puredrivephysio.com and I will make sure that you get access to that guide. Again, that guide gives you programs and progresses you after after you go ahead and assess yourself, we'll give you fixes or at least a process with some drills to work on any of those tests that you did not pass. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. Keep working hard. Keep striving for excellence because when you feel great, you golf great. <laughs>